At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. Hello and welcome to the Pittsburgh CityCast with Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show. He joins us once a week in advance of the Super Bowl this week. Rams and Bengals on Sunday. We've gotten through the bye week. We are going to talk a little hockey. We are going to talk about the Senior Bowl, all the quarterbacks the Steelers are apparently, allegedly looking at. Uh, we will also talk some college basketball, but Super Bowl first and foremost. Go to BetRivers.com, download the app today, or you could go online, or you could go to the Rivers on the north side. And uh, I was there the other day already. It felt like conversation and betting was ramping up. Good crowd on Friday of last week, Mike, as I was filling in for our colleague Mark Madden. Um, I got to ask you, though, I mean, like the way that this has become so mainstream, like I heard seven billion dollars might be betting on the Super Bowl on Sunday. Do you feel like it's gotten too commercial? Is there such a thing as too commercial for betting for Mike Pursuta? I don't think that there is. No, there is not. But before we get rolling here, I I just want to kind of second what you said about going down to Bet Rivers and doing the show down there. Uh, Yeah, they're paying us to do this podcast but that said that place is phenomenal i love that sports book i love that setup where you can do shows and uh, the whole atmosphere is great it's easy to get a drink it's easy to get a bet down uh there are, there are places to relax and enjoy sports and alcohol and betting and really that's about checking every box not quite every box but enough of them that it, a, a good time is usually had by all i really like it down there yeah, that is the Holy Trinity. And on occasion, they might have a concert going on in the building, too, so you can get your bonus as well after the games are done. Uh, I've been going there quite a bit over the course of this football season. Uh, Mark's good been food, out. Good, yeah, good food, good places to eat. Uh, I, haven't tried the, I haven't tried the Asian place yet. Have you? No, nah, that's a, a more a steak guy. Yeah, so you go to Moderato's? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Italian version of steak. Are, are you all right with that? I know you're like a no-frills guy with your steak. Are you okay with sort of the Italian... Actually, I mean, I usually, you know, run it up the middle, but uh, yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw a gadget play in for for a good piece of meat every now and then. <laughs> You'll throw the heavy cheese on there like he does sometimes. Oh, that's um, I I didn't even know that existed until probably twenty years ago. And what like I Italian just, steakhouses? Well, that or just blue cheese on a steak. Oh, blue cheese uh, on a steak, I love. Yeah, and it's it was it was game changing, Tim. Yeah, I'll tell you the uh, the quickest side that I have my introduction to steakhouses. There was a steakhouse not far from where the Jazz played at the Delta Center, and you know, like being twenty three non Mormon and living in Utah, it wasn't the easiest place to get a drink. 
So this was one of the few where you didn't have to be a member. If you just bought food, you could get a drink. So, you know, back then when you're playing, you know, this is 1997, we're paying like $25, $26 for a steak. And it feels like you're spending big, but it was awesome. Peppered steak, blue cheese. I think it was called the oyster bar. And it was right near the Delta Center. It was fantastic. That's what turned me on to peppered steak and blue cheese on steak. Never forget it. And, and scotch, too, for that matter. Yeah, it, it, sometimes uh, when you step out of your comfort zone, wonderful things happen. Exactly. There you go. Wasatch Brew right around the corner. That wasn't bad either. Had to be a member for that one, but I don't regret that whatsoever. Uh, what am I going to regret? What am I going to celebrate when it comes to the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday? I think you and I are starting off in opposite camps here, Mike. Uh, you're leaning towards Rams money line, right? I'm going Bengals getting the four. Uh, I got it at four and a half. Actually, it's down to four, I believe. Uh, I think the money is starting to come in a little bit on the Bengals as we get closer and closer. Why are you going money line Los Angeles? Yeah, I think you're right on the Bengals as far as uh, they're the steam. Uh, I think they're they're probably the better story. I mean, people, I think, like it better when a long-time downtrodden team rises up behind a young, flashy quarterback that uh, appears to do and say all the right things. The Rams are trying to buy this thing, right? They're the Yankees. They just, you know, they're going out and collecting football cards. Yeah, I mean, like, to a degree, that's a little bit of a misnomer because of OBJ and because of Ramsey and because of Stafford. But Well, three pretty important pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, they bought the important guys, but they grew a lot of the other guys. They did. You know, this is sort of like, you know, the Penguins back in the day where Lemieux and Yager were their homegrown guys and they bought everybody else. You know, they brought in everybody else for the most part. Um, Yeah. But they're spinning in convention. They're trading their draft picks, and they're they're going all in, and they're winning now. And that's not the way it's supposed to be done in the NFL. Uh, at least a lot of people uh, tend to believe that. And they're also kind of a outlier in that uh, they are the Los Angeles Rams, and they are technically the home team in this game. But they don't have any fans. No, this I mean, is going to be a home <laughs> game for the Bengals. I, it's you know, they're, like, don't they're, you think this is going to be in Los Angeles what it was for us in Detroit? I mean, I, I know the difference is that was a drive, um, as opposed to yeah. a flight for Cincinnati. I, I do Canada. not think it will be like that. And okay. I think even even last year, was it really a home game for the Buccaneers? I mean, the Super Bowl tickets are not bought up by the people that live in the town the Super Bowl is in. No, uh, they couldn't even fire the cannons after the. Buccaneers scored. Remember that you weren't allowed yeah. to do that or after. No, I guess you could after a score, but they wouldn't let them do it after a first down or a big play or a turnover or something like that. So, I mean, it's uh, I, I don't think the Cincinnati they'll, they'll be represented, but I don't think uh, it'll remotely approach what the Steelers pulled off in Detroit. Um, they just don't have the numbers and they don't have the. The passion, the people that are willing to invest what it, it has to be invested. Well, I could be wrong about that. Maybe there's a bunch of people in uh, small towns such as London, Ohio, Dick LeBeau's hometown that have been waiting patiently for all these years since the Bengals last made it. And they're going to, they're going to throw everything and pay whatever it takes and, and go and celebrate it. Uh, it should be festive, but uh, I, I just think the Rams uh, have a lot of characteristics to them that maybe people don't hate, but they don't gravitate to. Right. Um, and I think the store-bought quality that's being presented out there, whether it's entirely true or not, is chief among those reasons. But, you know, Aaron Donald is their guy, and he's their most important guy on defense. 
Cooper Cup is their guy. I kind of think he's their most important guy on offense. I have managed to talk myself into this premise, into this theory, and I haven't managed to talk myself out of it. So I'm not going to do it right before Super Bowl Sunday. That the Rams' best quality going up against the worst quality of the Bengals is their pass rush against Cincinnati's pass protection. And I feel like they can exploit the Bengals there. I also don't know if it's going to matter too much because like when I see the Bengals get sacked nine times against Tennessee and still win on the road, it makes me feel like they can sustain whatever the Rams throw at them pass rush wise and still win the football game or at least cover the four and a half. So I think they got really lucky winning that game when they got sacked nine times. And I, I think if they could, if they, I don't think that's sustainable. I think usually that gets your ass kicked. And I think if they get sacked nine times by the Rams, they're going to get their asses kicked. Uh, I would also argue that the Rams passing game against the Bengals secondary is a huge advantage for the Rams. Now I have no evidence to back this up, uh, but I don't think a whole lot of Chidobi Awuzie on the corner. I don't think a lot of Mike Hilton as a cover guy. You and I saw his act. Mm-hmm. He can't cover a toilet seat, Tim. Pay no attention to what you've seen the last couple of weeks. I don't know where this pass coverage is coming from, from Cincinnati and these interceptions and this secondary play. Vaughn Bell is too short to cover anybody. He should be attacked. You should be excited to play against Vaughn Bell. Uh, at least that's my story. Juju sti- wasn't. And I'm sticking to it. This defense for Cincinnati is a big reason why. Uh, the Bengals have gotten this far. And, hey, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to back the Rams, but if the Bengals can turn the Rams over, they're going to win the game because I, I I don't think the Bengals will. I think uh, Burrow, believe it or not, is, is the much safer bet in terms of protecting the ball. But uh, I think these Bengals can be had in the secondary, and I think guys such as OBJ and Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford are the guys that can have them. Well, I think that, this is a game and I've had a couple Super Bowls like this in the past and I've ended up uh, kind of profiting off of it. The games where I feel better about the props that I do the outcome, I do pretty well in the props and I don't do well in the outcome. So like I'm 50, 50 on Bengals. I feel really good about them getting the four and a half, uh, especially if it stays North of a field goal. I'm really comfortable there, especially with the way that the postseason has gone in the NFL. So many games coming down to the last possession. For instance, Mike, I think there's a bet out there that you can make if we want to get into some of the props. Will the last play of the game end on a kneel down? It's like minus 190 that it will. I'll go the other way on that. Oh, I would go the other way on that too, yeah. Based I, on how the, the pro season has gone, uh, what, what can I bet specifically on Evan McPherson kicking a field goal? Because <laughs> not necessarily making it, but I will go with making it. But if the last play is the Bengals trying and making a field goal, I think you can uh, – you can live in that world and be happy all the way to the end of the fourth quarter, don't you think? Yeah, I do. But uh, back to your initial point about taking the points. I mean, it's been that kind of postseason, right? And even, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Rams haven't uh, blown people out and the Bengals have been hanging around. Um, Cincinnati plus four, see which direction it goes. Uh, I, I think the steam is on the Bengals. I think it's going to come down a little bit. I think that money line will come down a little bit. So I'm going to kind of wait and see till Sunday. But uh, hey, I'm I'm not uh, a thousand percent convinced uh, the Rams are the team. I mean, a full disclosure here. Uh, I've been going against both of these teams on the way here. So mm-hmm. uh, see, I've been on the Bengals. That's part of the reason why I think I've talked myself from the Bengals. I've been on the Bengals all the way 
well, the first two games anyway, I was really strong on them. I was bullish on them. Didn't think that they'd beat Kansas City, but in, I needed your tease to talk me into taking Kansas City down to pick. You know, like I wasn't comfortable with that spread because I thought the Bengals would give them a game, and sure enough, they ended up winning it. I like you, though, Mike. think that was more about Kansas City losing it than Cincinnati winning it. Um, to that point, is that part of the reason you're not – in on the Bengals yet without question without question you think other teams have screwed up along the way yeah I mean and I don't want the Raiders did you take the Raiders in their first game remind me yes I did okay um now I also had the 49ers plus four last week so that or in the championship week so you know I went against the Rams at that point it was not wrong but that Cincinnati Kansas City game I mean I'm trying to think of of a game uh, at that point of the season with that much at stake that I saw turn the way that one did. Cincinnati was getting its ass kicked in the first half and was helpless Mm -hmm. against the Chiefs to either stop them or generate any offense. And that fiasco at the end of the first half totally changed the game. It uh, the the Chiefs came unglued. I I don't know why they should have just shrugged and said, "Ah, well, we blew." at least three points there, but we're kicking these guys' ass. Let's mm-hmm. just keep doing that. And the Bengals, to borrow a phrase from the Simpsons, became uh, embiggened. And uh, they all of a sudden got some hope from that. Now, I, I don't know if the Rams are going to do the same thing in the first half and be in that kind of position, but uh, that game showed me Cincinnati's vulnerable. And even at the end, the Chiefs, after all that crazy stuff happened for a quarter and three quarters after the second half kickoff, The Chiefs got the ball down three and just started slicing right through them again and went 10 plays right down the field, had a first and goal at the five. Nobody is ever going to convince me that Kansas City didn't screw itself because for some reason the Chiefs got it in their heads that they had to use up the rest of the remaining time before they scored a touchdown. And I think they were wasting downs, and then I think the thing got away from them. But, uh, yeah, I I think Cincinnati really uh, hit a lottery ticket there. Maybe that's enough to get them to the big one, and now they they use that as a springboard and and go ahead and win the whole thing. But uh, I, very very impressive season, very nice team they've built, uh, very good job that they've done in these playoffs. But uh, hey, Cinderella, I think it's midnight. So, do you like the Rams enough on defense to go with a defensive MVP like Aaron Donald at plus fifteen hundred, or are you going Stafford, who's the favorite at plus one thirty, or Cooper Cup, who I believe is where's Cooper Cup somewhere around plus five hundred or plus six sixty? Last time I saw, yeah, too many high profile guys on offense for that. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup like- is pl- plus five fifty. Actually, Donald, oh my gosh, he's down to plus twelve hundred. The value on taking him is starting to compress. They let the uh, writers vote for that. Yeah. And uh, and there's too many sob stories here. Um, Cooper Cup, the scrappy guy, nobody can believe he's as good as he is. He also blocks. Look how many yards he gets. He's so good. OBJ, he was so persecuted and so misunderstood at these other stops, the Giants in Cleveland. If either one of those guys have a big game, they got an excellent chance to get it. And Matthew Stafford uh, gutted it out all those years in Detroit. Oh, and all he wanted to do was win. And he finally got to a team. And now he's put the team on his back. He has any kind of day. He's going to win it. You know, got his, got his wife and kids through personal strife, overcame yeah. back injury. Yeah, that I see all that. Um, I can also see Aaron Donald getting three and a half sacks, you know, or I can see Von Miller having a Von Miller kind of game like he did when he won defensive 
MVP or one MVP as a defensive player, I should say, in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, Vaughn Miller, I think, is at plus 3,300. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is at plus 8,000. Boy, that number's gone up on him. Leonard Floyd is at plus 10,000. Uh, no, you think that's he's, not happening. No, well, I don't know. He, he could be like, you know, a three sack guy potentially against that. I, hey, anybody, anybody could against the Bengals offensive saying. line. Seriously. That's what I'm saying. And that's, you know, I, I know a, a friend of mine who uh, no longer works in this market is a huge Bengals fan and has been his entire life. And his uh, response to that nine sack game was, well, if we didn't lose that one, you know, what can Aaron Donald do? Well, stay tuned. Well, that's kind of where my head is. <laughs> I'm kind of with yeah. that guy, whoever it is. I think I know who it is, but that's where my head is. Give I don't him, want to mention him because I don't know if he would want to be included. But uh, Yeah, you might I have mean, another deal on the side. And I'll tell you what, if Aaron Donald get, and the Rams get there nine times, they may inflict a little more damage. You know what I'm saying? Um, what do you think they're going to do with uh, Jamar Chase? And uh, I think it's a fascinating thing, Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. How do you think that's going to play out? Rams they, usually don't, they usually don't travel him. Yeah, I think they count on stopping you with the rush. You know, they'll, they'll get to you enough times or make you respond to it that, that you're not going to throw home runs on them. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right uh, theory, but uh, that's that's kind of the way they've been playing it. Um, he'll have some moments. Sure. I, I, I think the Bengals will move the football at times. Um, uh, I don't see a blowout, and uh, I, I certainly don't uh, think the Rams are going to just slam the door on Cincinnati, but – uh, I don't know. Super Bowls are funny, man. They take on a life of their own. Sometimes something will happen and uh, one team goes one way and the other team goes the other way. One bet that I got right coming out of the AFC championship game was T Higgins. And now I can't remember what the yardage was, but T Higgins over whatever his yards were and to score. Um, I love Higgins in this game because for the same reasons why I loved him against the chiefs, I do think they'll throw Ramsey at, Jamar Chase more often game plan wise than what they normally would. I think that leaves Higgins, who was, I, in my opinion, number one receiver capable if you don't have a freak on the team with him. And I think at minus 69 and a half, minus 110, sorry, going over 69 and a half at minus 110, I should say, plus 275 to hit 100. I think T. Higgins can do some damage in this game again. And I would, be interested if I'm a gambler to play props on him. That's one guy I've been trumpeting throughout the past two weeks. Yeah, I would think Burrow's going to be in a neighborhood of 300 yards, right? It's almost, if, I almost feel like if they're losing, I was just going to say if they're losing, if you like them to lose, you might want yeah. to go on his yardage total, right? Yeah. Maybe that's a little hedge for you if you're a Rams guy. Uh, I don't know. Four, four is a lot of points. Like I said, I want to see it come down a little bit, maybe, but. Uh, I just, uh, I got it in my head that the Rams are going to win. That's really not a sound way to gamble, but it's the Super Bowl, So I'm not sitting it out, but, uh, I've been, if people have been regular listeners to these programs, I've, I've been a lot more fervent on a lot of other stuff than I am about the Rams right now. T is a plus 3,300 for MVP right now. Here's a great one that our buddy, Anthony Jaskulski gave me on Wednesday's, uh, podcast, the Pittsburgh city cast, leave it to Anthony to find this one. He pulled himself away from D3 basketball to take a look at the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, what actually, I don't even know yet. What happened to the American hockey game? Do you know? Did, did they beat the uh, KHL team? Eight nothing. Eight nothing. They beat the KHL team? No, they were playing China. I know, but it's but it's a KHL team. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of 
pro guys. I think it's like the there, entire yeah. KHL roster of the Chinese yeah. KHL team. The Americans won eight nothing. Anthony swung and missed on that one. Then he, had, <laughs> I think he had hit two and a half for the Chinese team because oh. it, his theory was the team had played together the whole time. They know, you know, comfort of playing out there, that sort of thing. This is 1980 revisited, baby. We got a bunch of fresh faced college kids that are about to announce their presence to the world with authority. A couple of kids that we saw, right, Mike, at the the Frozen Four. The only difference is back in 1980, the college kids were actually college age, and now they've all been in juniors for five or six years. So they're all like (laughs) 25 or 26, but they're still fresh faced college kids. Um, So anyway, Anthony came up with this one, which I like. The over-under on Evan McPherson's points is only six and a half. Oh, that's got to go over. That's got to go over, right? He's good for a couple field goals. Yeah, he never I mean, misses. 20 points is uh, eight, right? 20 po- for him, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. And he is like 6,600. I don't know if he could ever have a kicker who's going to be the MVP of a Super Bowl, but I think he's at 6,600, and... Boy, with the way he's going right now, he's I never thought that I'd see the NFL with Vinatieri never won one as a kicker in the Super Bowl. No, yeah. I don't think he did. No, because I think Brady won all those. Well, I know the year that uh, I think it was Super Bowl five. Jim O'Brien won it uh, with oh, a field goal right. for the Colts. But Chuck Halley of Dallas was a defensive MVP on a losing team. Yes, exactly. That, that's how right. goofy that Super Bowl was. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know if they'll give it to a kicker, but he's a guy that could win it. He's been that yeah. good. The I don't NFL, think there were props back then. <laughs> in an era where Justin Tucker is still playing and there's a there's a kicker that's out there that could rival him. I never thought we'd see the day, but this kid's just nails. He never misses in a clutch situation. Yeah, I don't think he's got Tucker's leg, but he's pretty good. Uh, does that, uh, you know, last year, uh, starting to do my draft prep, and I, I remember going into the draft last year, Big debate as to what the Bengals should do at five overall, right? Should they take Penny Sewell or one of those great offensive tackles because they needed to protect Joe Burrow, or should they get a weapon for Joe Burrow? And, it, you know, a lot of people that, – that I was Chase, on Sewell. I was on Sewell, yeah, I admit it. That, that Jamar Chase pick was not slam dunk universally accepted, uh, which is why it's funny because I hear people talk about the Steelers now. That, well, this isn't the year to take the quarterback – they should build the line first. The year to take the quarterback is when you think you have the quarterback. Right. Yeah. Take him for God's sakes. Take if they. I'm just going to throw a name out there. If they fall in love with Malik Willis and he's still there, and they think he's a franchise guy in waiting, then they're idiots if they don't take him because they want to take a friggin' tackle. This at the moment on the Bet Rivers app has uh, Jamar Chase at plus sixteen hundred behind only Burrow among. Bengals for the MVP. Joe Mixon's at plus 3,300. Part of me thinks that if the Bengals win, he's going to have to run and run and have a big day to protect Burrow a little bit by not having him throw. What do you think? I value there. I think you're spot on, but will they vote for the running back? If the Bengals win, Burrow's going to be the MVP. You know what's right? I mean, come on. What what were Patrick Mahomes numbers against the 49ers? They weren't very uh, good, right? They weren't great, no. Not not as typical Mahomes as they normally are. I I would bet a lot of money that if there was a prop. If the Bengals win, Joe Burrow's the friggin' MVP. Unless he has a Ben Roethlisberger 22.8 passer rating or whatever the hell that was against Seattle, and I don't think that's happening. 
So I did a thing with Max Starks, Mike. Um, it's going to run in the Pittsburgh Tribune Review on Super Bowl Sunday. We have a big blowout section, Ben in the Super Bowl. And I went play-by-play play through the game-winning drive against the Arizona Cardinals with Max Starks. He was the left tackle that day. So we went literally snap by snap. And if you go back and watch the game, you know, on like the um, YouTube clip or the NFL.com clip of the whole game, they come back on the NBC broadcast, or was it ABC? I don't remember at the time, but it was Madden and Michaels. They come back from commercial after the two-minute warning. So they're now three snaps into the final drive. And Ben has almost just thrown an interception at the two-minute warning. You remember that? That Francisco guy almost intercepted a deep bomb that was intended for Nate Washington down the right sideline. They hurried up. They went way too fast, just desperately, maniacally, for whatever reason, trying to get one more snap in before the two-minute warning. And it almost got picked off. A a better defensive back than Francisco probably intercepts it, and we're having a whole different conversation. They come back from the two-minute warning break, and they put up Ben's stats. He had, like, no touchdowns, one interception, and had like 176 yards at the time. And we, we kind of go back in time and say he should have been the MVP because of what he did in that drive, and maybe he should have, but it's not like he was lightening up before that in that game, much like the Seattle Seahawks game. Yeah, but it was a pretty good drive. It was an unbelievable <laughs> drive. I mean, that, if Joe Montana executes that drive, if Tom Brady executes that drive, if Peyton Manning executes that, if anybody else does. They're the MVP. I think it was because there was so much. Santoni had 40 yards after the catch. Now, if you really want to look at it, it's because Francisco fell down. Well, it was, him, it was him every time, right? Because uh, Nate Hines Washington was had one catch. Nate Washington could barely play. He had a shoulder. Hines had a knee. They, they were kind of out of options there, which is, yeah, I mean, Arizona didn't know that at the time, but that was one of the remarkable aspects of that drive. The other thing that, uh, I get a real kick out of still to this day is um, when we used to go out to training camp and do a bunch of radio shows from various watering holes, we would get to interview a bunch of various Steeler alums who would show up for training camp. And uh, the last time I was out there in Latrobe, uh, I ended up getting to interview Santonio Holmes for one reason or another. And he sat down at the table, put the headset on. Went, ah, we're back. We're talking to Santonio Holmes and the Steelers. Santonio, what have you been up to? And the answer was, just being the MVP, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't need to go on. That was one of the greatest answers I ever got. One Uh, thing I look at that, because, you know, I I got so in-depth, and we're kind of got in the weeds here, but, hey, for Steelers fans, what better stories are there to tell than, uh, you know, those of the Super Bowl against the Arizona Cardinals in Tampa? Um, The catch he didn't make on first down. People call that a drop. That would have been a better catch than the catch he made on the other side of the field. Like the one that went through. His oh, hand. I don't know. I don't know. Go back and watch it again. The reason why he doesn't catch it is because he's using every fiber of his body to jump up to try to catch the ball. He doesn't have time to get his hands close, close enough to square him up to catch the football because he's using them to jump. Much like the play that became the touchdown, Roethlisberger was smart and put the ball in only a place where Santonio could get it. It was the same look and play just on the other side. And Santonio jumped. A little more room on the first one, I think. A little more room, yes. Yeah, the toe tap element wasn't yeah. there quite as much, but him going up to get the ball, I think we put too much on him to call that a drop upon further review. Uh, I'll look at it again, but uh, I thought that second catch was ridiculous. Had a pretty good seat. Yeah. 
<laughs> Pretty good vantage point. All right. Uh, when we come back on the topic of the Steelers, Mike addressed it earlier, looking at quarterbacks. We will do so. We will talk about what he saw from senior bowl practices in the game. Mike has a favorite in the clubhouse. I don't know if we're replacing Patrick Mahomes with Springsteen, but maybe we found Eddie Vedder in Pearl Jam. He better not lose the next F and AFC championship game. Yeah, he better not tease us into oblivion. That's for sure. I, I, I love you, baby, but there's a minimum standard requirement here. When we come back, we'll talk about that. We'll get into some Penguins hockey, uh, maybe some college basketball in the Olympics too. Who knows? Plain to come in the Pittsburgh CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, 10, 15 minutes or so here in the Pittsburgh City Cast. Mike Pursuta from the DVE Morning Show. Listen to Mike Monday through Friday each and every day. I'm in for you next week sometime. Are you going to follow uh, Michigan State again? Is that right? I am. They're playing up in uh, Happy Valley on Tuesday night, so I'll be off Wednesday. Nice, nice. Be at, be at the Bryce Jordan Center watching, uh, enjoying uh, a 15,000 or so seat facility. Welcome six or 7,000 people. So, wait, I'm bringing up Michigan State right now on the uh, Bet Rivers app. Uh, Michigan State to win the Big Ten right now, Mike, plus 2,000. Yeah, not Purdue happening. Is at uh, minus happening. 182. And then uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. Now, I don't, I don't know if that's regular season or if that's the tournament. I imagine that's regular season, right? I would think that's regular season. And then they'll do their own thing for the tournament. Michigan State plus 3,500 to win the NCAA title. As I look at this, you know what, Mike? The only Big Ten teams that are in front of them are Purdue and Illinois. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's right about where it should be. Um, Wisconsin's not bad. Uh, they just beat us the, uh, the other night uh, at our place. Michigan State had beaten Wisconsin at Wisconsin. I'll say this, Tim, uh, and this pains me to say this. You know, I, I've enjoyed having some fun at Purdue's expense. Mm -hmm. uh, on these shows, whenever Purdue comes up, I like to say how Purdue has won more meaningless college basketball games than any team in college basketball history. And Purdue thinks of itself as this bastion of college basketball and 26 Big Ten championships or whatever it is. Two Final Fours, zero national titles. Purdue's going to have to work hard to Purdue this up. Because they're good. They're that good, you think? <laughs> they're really good. Yeah, see, yeah. I, was, I might have been a year early on them then. Yeah, they got two outstanding big guys, and they have about six guys that can shoot the three with consistency, and uh, they're really good. Uh, if Purdue's not going to get there this year, it's going to have to out-Purdue itself, which it's capable of doing. We'll keep an eye on them. We'll keep an eye on Michigan State in the Big Ten, and if you're following in the ACC, Pitt actually won. Boy, what's happened to Florida State if they're losing to Pitt? My God. Wow. Uh, Glad they weren't playing that game because I sure as hell would have gone the other way. Michigan, I didn't know, was, I didn't know what's going on. Uh, sorry, on the road. Yeah, uh, Florida State. I think that was. Gosh, I don't even know if that was a road game or not. It doesn't really matter. No, There's nobody was. at the Pete anyway. It was a road it game, was. so yeah. Pitt won in Tallahassee. Syracuse just lost their center. 
Jesse Edwards. Their next game is against Virginia Tech. You might want to play the Hokies on that one. He's been is that the great, real thin guy. Yeah, the tall, thin guy from uh, Holland. He's uh, really come around offensively and, 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 frankly, a little bit defensively, too. He gets in foul trouble too much, but him going out hurts them. And uh, whatever run I think they were trying to put together at the end of the year just went and blew up in their face. So you might want to play the Hokies on Saturday. I haven't seen a line on that. Let's get to some of what you saw, Mike, uh, draft-wise from Mobile. Uh, did you play the Senior Bowl? Was there, was, there, was there a gambling line in the Senior Bowl? <laughs> I imagine it would have, but I didn't really look for it. Uh, I bet you would have bet on Malik Willis's side, though, right? Because he's your guy now. Uh, he's he has become my guy. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed, and I don't think he's the most uh, plug and play ready, but I think he is uh, the guy in possession of by far the biggest upside uh, compared with all those other guys. And uh, nothing against Kenny Pickett or. Uh, Corral or Sam Howell, but uh, those guys don't have the wow factor that Malik Willis has because he's unbelievably fast. Uh, he's, he's like Kyler Murray fast, except he's thick and strong and well put together. So he, he does not look like Lamar Jackson or Murray where you think, oh my God, when this guy gets crushed one time, he's going to break in half. Uh, he's got the strongest arm of anybody available this year. And uh, again, that 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 upside is beyond intriguing. It's fascinating to me. What about his accuracy and what about his ability to read defenses? What about it? Work on it. OK, you, you can't coach the way this guy runs and throws the, the, the velocity with which he throws and, and the ability that he has to run. I've that's seen why, the running that's why coaching staffs have 25 guys on him, right? That's why you have an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach and a passing game coordinator, all these other guys running around, work on his deficiencies. You can't coach his skill. Yeah, he also can't coach six foot, though. And I wonder how much that accuracy has to do with him being short, you know, in college at Liberty, let alone in the AFC North. Well, Tim, that's why he's not going to go first overall. He's going to go 20th. I don't know where he's going to go. do you think he goes go. before that? I don't know. I See, what? the deck's going to reshuffle with free agency and, and the trades. trades. Yeah. So, you know, X number of teams need a quarterback. Now that's going to be, that number is going to be reduced significantly. Um, you know, the short thing it's been overcome before some guys don't, uh, you know, Drew Brees was pretty good. Maybe it's Baker Mayfield's Achilles heel. Well, but these guys, if they all get uh, drafted, all of them, like the whole league is going to be like six foot one and under. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, they're all short. The only guy, Kenny Pickett's the tallest guy or is it Ritter? Ritter might be a little taller, right? But he's rail. Yeah. Thin. Yep. Yeah. They're, they all have negatives attached to them, which is why none of them are going first overall either. But uh, Kenny Pickett just, is Kenny cabbage patch with his little hands, you know, like, yeah, I, mean, I wonder the mobility factor, you know, if these guys, if they're like, Pickett ran okay in college. Hal ran reasonably well in college. I wonder if their running will translate to the NFL because they, they don't have the raw physical ability that Willis has. But, they, you know, at this point, they're probably ahead of him throwing the ball. But uh, yeah, I think how when I looked a little closer at Howell's throws, they're impressive. Like, I mean, like his his arm and his accuracy on some of the deeper throws, he's got it and he's got it early. Um, I don't know if Willis is ever going to get to that. Yeah, and they say accuracy is something that, that really is hard to improve, but uh, we've seen Josh Allen do it. 
at the NFL level to, to a, a great degree. Hell, I've seen Mason Rudolph get better accuracy-wise uh, just watching him practice over the years. So I think it can be done. And again, the way this kid moves around, uh, he's the, he's the new deal. You know, this is what everybody wants to, the play action boot guy, the, the guy that can drop back. And when the play breaks down, he's just getting started. Uh, you need that now. I mean, uh, uh, would they bring him in and start him or would they just throw him behind Mason? Well, I guess that would, uh, depend on, uh, you know, him determining how unready he is in terms of being able to read the defenses and being able to consistently throw the ball accurately. But I could, I could see a scenario where you draft him because you just love the upside and then maybe, maybe Mason Rudolph starts and then maybe you yank him eight or nine games in when you're two and seven and you let the kid get some experience. And then next year you really hit the ground running. This could be in a warped way. What should have happened in 2000 and was it 18 Roethlisberger got hurt? 19, 19. Where they should have not tanked, but well, the, 20, just, the 2019 season it would have been the 2020 draft. They should have just let the thing play out the way it would have if they didn't trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, and then they should have drafted Justin Herbert. Right, because all that we've seen since then is a team that didn't make the playoffs in 2020, uh, one that well 2019 I should say that didn't make the playoffs, then in 2020 lost to the Browns, then in 2021 lost in the yeah. first round of the Chiefs. Still won zero playoff games with Minka. Correct. Yes. And they have won zero playoff games in the last five years. Because this just in a really good quarterback is much more important than a really good safety. Okay. Well, let me get to that because now this this might fly in the face of what you're saying, but Dale Lolly went on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Dale does the DV pregame show with me. And uh, I've, I've talked about this a little bit here in the Pittsburgh City Cast, but I have to vent my frustration again with you here, Mike. If you are so in love with the player, because especially a quarterback, Dale's report was that if Kenny Pickett is there at 20, the Steelers will take him, which I don't think he will be there. I, will think, I would think that he would go to Carolina, New Orleans, or Washington at some point before he gets to the Steelers. Regardless, Dale says if he's there at 20, the Steelers will take him. If you know that now, and the draft comes around, and it's getting to nut-cutting time where he might go somewhere else, you gave away a first-round pick to get a safety. You traded up 10 spots to get an inside linebacker. Why wouldn't you trade up to go get Kenny Pickett? And Because the, the other part of Dale's report was they like him, they'd take him at 20, but they aren't interested in trading up. Why wouldn't you be? He's the quarterback. If you know this now, in February, that he's your guy, by the time you get to late April, if he's within shouting distance and you haven't addressed the quarterback position, go get him. Be aggressive. Like, I'm not that sold on Kenny Pickett. I'm not that sold on Malik Willis or how are any of these quarterbacks. I might not be somebody who in that general manager's chair says, yep, let's trade up and get this guy. But if they are, if they know right now this much that they like Kenny Pickett and they're going quarterback, they should go get him. I think you're foolish otherwise. Yeah, at that position, uh, I do. Although, you know, the way they do business is everybody gets assigned a value and uh, that value is usually not exceeded. You know, uh, when they're negotiating contracts, if they want to sign a guy, uh, you know, retain a guy, it, here's what we're willing to pay you. If you can get more elsewhere, God bless you. You know, the guy's out the door. When they're signing free agents, it's usually at their price. Uh, 
you know, I, I respect Dale and the job he does. I'm not casting aspersions on his report, but uh, I can just tell you this, uh, you know, going back to the Roethlisberger draft, uh, three days before that draft was to be conducted, I was told that they were going to draft Sean Andrews. And I wrote that in the trib. And then the morning of the draft, Dan Rooney changed the game, as we found out years later. Yeah. So take all this stuff that you hear. Well, about, depending on who, depending on which book you read, Mike. Well, I put <laughs> his or Cowers. I put more stock in one than the other. Stuff changes in, in leading up to drafts, and a lot of guys get told a lot of things. And unless it's certain people doing the telling, you never really know. And I, I did not get my information from the head coach or from the general manager or the owner. And sometimes those are the only three guys that really know what's going on. Last thing, Mike Penguins on the road tonight, minus a goal and a half at Ottawa. They are plus 325 to win the Metro. They are, let's see, I'm trying to find the Eastern Conference winner, plus 800 to win the East. What do you think of the Pens coming out? The whole Brad Marchand thing, the win in Boston, sit at 499. Um, I'll tell you this much. I, I know it wasn't pretty, but anytime they get a win in Boston, uh, that's a good win for them. I know Mike Sullivan yeah. probably doesn't feel that way, but they win in Boston so rarely. I'll take it, even if it was ugly. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, I think on both counts, I think it was kind of ugly. I think they got outplayed. I think uh, Tristan Jari stole the game for them. And lately, they're winning a lot more than they are playing Penguin-style hockey, right? Yeah. Uh, even the, I know they had the four-game winless streak before the Bruins game, but a lot of the wins that, that preceded – that were not exactly uh, Mozart's to go back to uh, a Bill Cowerism. Um, I'm curious to see if they can tighten up and start playing a game that more resembles the one they're going to have to play in the postseason, because I, I I think they are capable of doing that. Uh, the big question is, are they willing to do that? Uh, mentally, I think they think they're willing, and then the game starts and they change their minds. I think uh, yeah. you know the the. Muscle memory takes over before the actual memory yeah. of what you said kicks in. You know what I mean? It's a great way to put it. Yeah. They, they can't help themselves, right? Exactly. So, uh, tonight in Ottawa could get interesting because that's actually a pretty good team. Uh, I'm going to go last... under on the goal total there, under six and a half. Oh, I don't know. Six four here in Pittsburgh last time. Who was the six, goalie? Six, uh, Tristan Jari. No, but who was the goalie for Ottawa? Was it four? Uh, it, was... it was not Matt Murray. Yeah. Is it definitely Murray tonight? Have they said that as I... of now? He, I haven't checked. He didn't play Tuesday against Carolina, and they've been alternating. Good. They've been alternating of late, so I don't know. Um, Ottawa last uh, after that horrific start, the first twenty games or so, has actually been a pretty representative team. Yeah, they haven't been terrible. Um, you know, they still <laughs> could potentially wind up with the last place in the East. I don't know. Montreal's so bad. Um, Seattle's going to be bad. They're not going to get the number one pick. I mean, the lottery comes into play too. They'll probably be in the lottery, you know, and high up in the lottery chances, but I don't think they'll get the number one overall pick. Uh, I haven't changed my opinion on the East. I still like Carolina the most, uh, Florida and Tampa after that they're plus three seventy five a piece to win the East. I'd be very interested to see where flurry goes, Mike. Uh, I know your theory like mine. I just want to see what happens to penguin nation. If he plays in Washington, how their heads would explode. Oh my God. To... That would, Oh God, that would be. I delicious the torture that they would go through every time yeah. they scored it would just be fantastic would they chant flurry 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 at him derisively here at ppg paints yeah. arena in a best of seven that's the would question. there be videos and tears and <laughs> all that stuff 
All right, that'll do it for us. Another edition of the Pittsburgh CityCast. Mike, enjoy the game on Sunday. Well, that's not up to me, Tim. That'll be up to the Rams, but uh, you do the same. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Go to BetRivers.com or download the app today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.